strange kind of love A strange kind of feeling Swims through your eyes And like the doors To a wide, vast dominion They open to your cries Welcome to the Zanzizi Podcast with Rad Dad 2023 in Danger Zone over the interwebs. Today, folks, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting, we're close. I can smell the pumpkin spice. I can see the kitties getting ready, their mouths salivating for the sweet tarts and, and Reese Pieces and sugar plum fantastical amazings that they're going to partake in. The little goblins are gobbling. The trolls are are giggling under a bridge somewhere. And off in the distance, as you can hear in the background on the podcast, you can also watch and where the video, for some reason, doesn't have the audio of music. But you can see Danger Zone is representing his alma mater, Cornell. Rad Dad is representing when he used to drink shorts. Ah, man, do I miss it during these cold areas, eras too? Because it's starting to get a little chilly out there, buddy. How you doing? Yeah, man. The uh, <clears throat> the cold weather came out of nowhere. There we would we have like a couple eighty degree days. Uh, what was that? Right at the end of September or right at the beginning of October? Yeah, we kind of just breezed over it and went straight like we didn't get like an indian summer it went like dropped like 30 degrees one day and everybody was like well cool i guess it's fall yeah dude and now it's all gloomy and just rainy and crappy i love it though i love fall fall is my favorite season i get it it's uh, it, it, it's just for me it's football it's cold weather you know i'm a furnace so i'm hot constantly so having cooler weather having the windows open i like it's it drops to 40 degrees at night and i got the fan blowing i, I still get got you. the ac in my window in my bedroom oh dude so. i have a fan going too i say all this and i have to have a i need the noise it's the noise more than it is the the temperature but i'm not as i'm not as hot as you which you should check out danger zone on cc <laughs> podcast on youtube um but anyways, folks, 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 today's episode, if you've looked at the title of the episode, is on White House Ghosts. You mean to tell me we've got spooks in the White Office? I didn't mean that derogatorily. I'm just saying, like, ghosties, ectoplasm, shooting from the walls. I, you Asper. know, here's the deal. Usually, I like to start the episode with a little question. What do you? What's your take on ghosts? Um, yeah, I I'd have to probably say I'm ninety percent in the belief that there are ghosts. I I don't buy into all the uh, the people out there trying to make money off of it. Um, some stuff, is, you know, like some of the ghost shows out there. I think what is it discovery has a million of them or oh, history yeah. or one of them yeah like 
some of those are kind of interesting to watch, but I think a lot of them is just like entertainment value. But, you know, there's, there's some crazy little things that have happened in my life that are hard to explain. And, you know, some of the videos and shit out there kind of, if they're not doctored, you know, pretty convincing. But I think there's there's ghosts. I think. I agree. I, think I believe. I agree. <laughs> I mean, it's like, um, I believe in it as much as I believe in God. If that makes any sense. It's sort of the same conversation because there's no direct proof, but there's not really any direct proof the other way. You know, it's like like it it is one of those things that I think more and more as we age um, and memories become almost ghost like. I mean, that's that's the true horror here, folks, is getting older, forgetting to pull your fly up after you use the loo walking around with your dingle hopper hanging out it happens and um when you're when you're trying to just be you know a rational human being a lot of times especially in your like 18 like your high school years you're like nah, it's all bullshit you know it's almost like you become very scientific at the cusp of puberty and changing and all that and like um then you get a little older and you see some things and you start to question like, what was that? You know? And as brother bear, my brother, you know, who's been on the show before we've talked about it. Um, we believed at one point we lived in a house that was haunted and, um, you know, some of those memories have become kind of weird and, and, and mishmashed up. But the, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I mean, there, I think that, Ultimately, we leave some, we leave some, or at least some of us leave some sort of energy behind when we pass. And um, it's interesting how that all, again, it becomes like we we mentioned with God, a question of faith. Um, And I have plenty uh, in spiritual stuff has always been very fascinating to me and made quite a lot of sense. But it also falls into that whole thing of like, do you believe in it because you want to, or do you believe in it because it's real and you have proof? It's all very vague, but ultimately, I guess all I'm saying is I do believe, and it sounds like yeah. you generally it, do too. Yeah, I mean, so you mentioned your house, so I don't know if you know this about me, but I, I grew up in a very old house in Peterborough, New York. Uh, it is... Um, a historical town uh, when it came to abolition. Um, it was a uh, there's several famous abolitionists that uh, kind of worked out of Peterborough, but anyway, all the houses in the little town <clears throat> are really old and the house that I grew up in was my grandparents' house. Um, they bought it in like the 50s, but the house was built in uh, 1846. Damn. Yeah, so it's really old, and it was um, it wasn't always a house. Uh, there was uh, there was other. It was a hotel at one point, and um, it was like a lounge area where people went. Anyway, there there was a lot of people in and out of the house that I grew up from 1840 until you know I lived there in the 90s and 2000s, and um, several people died in the house, including my grandmother, and. 
uh, there was a lot of spooky shit that happened in that house when I was growing up as a kid. Just weird noises. Things would turn on. Uh, just nobody's standing next to the television and it just like turns on. It happened all the time. Radios. <clears throat> um, shit would happen. It just, I couldn't explain it. So anyway, that kind of started to make me believe in ghosts when I was a kid. But then when I was an adult, I had my picture taken. Um, and I wasn't even going to tell this story, but it's relevant. Um, I had my picture taken and right behind me, I was um, with my old girlfriend and right behind me was a door to my aunt Diane's room when she lived there. And, and uh, my aunt Ellie took the picture. It was in the time of like early digital cameras and shit like that. It was probably like 2003 or four. But um, my aunt Ellie sent me the picture and there is a figure right behind me that looks just like my Aunt Diane. And she died in 1999, so this was like four years or so, five years later. I'll send you this picture. Dude. I should have freaking pulled it up so I like, yeah. share my screen or something. But, dude, it is really convincing that she's like walking into a room behind me. And it's a legit, you can see her head, her hair, everything. And... There's no explanation for it. It's not like my Aunt Ellie's, a, you know, on Photoshop, like, doctoring up this picture. It's just there in that picture. And there's probably a probable explanation for it. But the fact that the the resemblance is there, it's it still gives me chills talking about it because it's just really, really weird, creepy. Um, I, f- I feel like we're going to have a picture one day and, and like, Dane's going to show up <laughs> in the background flipping us the bird or something. Oh, I um, know. <laughs> uh, but that's... That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, you'll have to send me that one. Maybe we can post it on the Instagram, which you should like. Zanzizi Podcast on Instagram. All right. Well, hey, we're going to get into some of this these these interesting factors. This actually, this episode was called together by Adam himself. So some interesting facts about the White House before we delve into it. that The construction started in 1792. But didn't finish until 1800. It was designed by Irish architect James Hoban. Uh, John and Abigail Adams were the first to reside in it. Uh, It was burned in 1814 during the War of 1812 by the British as retribution for the burning of Toronto. Interesting... um, The We kind of mentioned that before... But yeah, uh, we, we covered that in the War of 1812. Yeah, but no, it's, it's interesting to think about how I mean, I know, and we, ta- we talked about it specifically with Teddy Roosevelt and how his wife was like, This place sucks, people are falling in holes, the toilets outside broken, there's animals everywhere. But I mean, it's uh, I have you been to the White House before? Um, I've been inside the press room. I've been out, obviously living there. I was, I've been to the white house. I've been all over the mall, um, many, many times, but I had, uh, opportunity to go into the white house and we were supposed to do a tour. Um, I got a friend that works for the white house and, uh, he was going to give us a tour, but, uh, something, some security event happened. So we were only allowed to go to the, uh, the press room. So, 
Um, Interesting. I never, yeah, I never got to go inside, and I, you know, that's just one thing that I, I'd really love to see at some point. But yeah, just the press room. What was the press room like? It's just seats with, yeah. you know, with what you see on TV, the podium up front, you know, with the presidential seal, and then just behind it, all the seats, and then they're marked uh, according, like where the press is sitting. So like the, the outlets, you know, they'll have a seat for NBC, ABC, Fox, yeah. whatever. I I got to imagine it's probably pretty well quarantined off after COVID. I don't know if it's more open. Was it was the security really tight when you were there? Um, I mean, you were with too. a security guard, so I guess it's a little different. But yeah, it wasn't too bad, I guess. Um, I mean, trying to think back, if the of the the wall, the construction. Uh, fencing or whatever that they put up in front mm-hmm. um I'm wondering if or the, is that the backside? i think I so it doesn't matter yeah it's <clears throat> no it's cool um so but, uh, yeah i don't think it was like crazy over security when do i you, went do you have to pay to visit like no it- it's i it's free to the public to oh. go in I, I don't know how it is now. I'll like maybe you have to get on like a tour list or something. You can't just obviously walk up the door and be like, "I want it. I'm, <laughs> I'm public. I'm going tour in the White House. I pay my taxes. I want to talk to Biden. Biden, get out here. What's this I hear about emails, and COVID, lab leaks, theories? Um, all right. So several additions have taken place over the years. Some notable additions are the West Wing. That was from. Mr. Roosevelt, Sierra episode, Oval Office by William Howard Taft, or Roosevelt's Bison. Uh, massive renovation in 1948 because the building was condemned. It took four years, and that was under Harry Truman. Yeah, that was a that was a funny uh, tidbit that I didn't know. Like, basically, the White House was falling apart during um, Franklin Roosevelt. Um, <laughs> You know, so much money and focus was on like the New Deal and social mm-hmm. programs and World War II and everything that was happening that they just completely neglected the White House like repairs and shit. And so the you got to like falling apart. You got to yeah. imagine too during that time. I I imagine Roosevelt wasn't staying at the White House very often. He was probably constantly busy or always on the move or gone or staying somewhere else. I got to imagine, you know, in the four or eight years uh, that a president's in office, he doesn't spend many nights sleeping there personally. But then again, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, well, and, and don't forget, Franklin Roosevelt was there for 12 years. Indeed. Future episode. <laughs> uh, the White House is 55,000 square feet. There are 132 rooms, 35 bathrooms, and six levels in the residence. There are also 412 doors, 147 windows, 28 fireplaces, eight staircases, and three elevators for all the ghosties to go up and down in. It sits on 18 acres. Amenities include tennis court, jogging track, swimming pool, movie theater, bowling lanes. Ooh. I, I love I think I left basketball court off of there. Uh, oh, no, it's okay. Obama put the uh, a basketball court kind of like with the tennis court. I like it. I mean, that's cool. I I, I think, I think you know, personally, it's, it's good to have a, like, a wide range of fun ac- 
activities to get your press snapshot doing, you know. And a movie theater, I, I got to imagine going to the movies is no bueno for the president of the United States of America. I mean, he's not going to be at, like, the Transformers fallen Bumblebee whatever sequel movie that comes out. Um, it's not like he can just go to Ford's theater now. I know, exactly. We know what happened last <laughs> time. Uh, anyway, the White House name was made official by Teddy Roosevelt. It was before that the public house. Um, and we didn't really get into it specifically on eight, War of 1812, but obviously we know of the incredible party that Andrew Jackson threw when he was inaugurated president. In fact, he had to put kegs of beer on the lawn to get them to get the fuck out of the house because he invited everybody and they wouldn't leave. And it started shitting all over the place like most fucking frontiersmen do. So, the original owner of the property where the White House was constructed was David David Burns? Interesting. Yeah, apparently, uh, I didn't do a ton of research on this guy, but apparently he owned a lot of property in what is now Washington, D.C. And, uh, like, the house, the land, everything. I'm just imagining, uh, like, a Simpsons sketch, and that's, like, the great-great-grandfather the father of Montgomery Burns from The Simpsons, the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, ghost stories. Now, it... Immediately when I searched this, there was so much talk about Abraham Lincoln's ghost. And I'm before I get into the factoids, I'm just going to say this. Abraham Lincoln is hands down the best United States president that ever was in my book. A lot of it has to do with decision making. And a lot of people can learn from his decisions and the way that he handled politics in a time where you couldn't, you you had to be... Um, like say in chess, you needed to be like six, seven moves ahead of your opponent. Um, I think he was absolutely brilliant. And I, people talk about ghosts and this is, I guess maybe where I'll get a little bit, uh, obviously I would be, I would be a little creeped out if I saw a ghost. Um, but like a co- host of this podcast network and this show occasionally his uh swipe right mike he's been living in a place that he says is haunted um and it's been real ooky spooky so he has trouble watching scary movies there because he's creeped out i i know i was creeped out by ghosts and i think that as a kid when we lived in a place that we thought was haunted, I remember being creeped out. But ultimately now at my age, I also feel kind of like, whatever. Like, I feel like if I was in a haunted place and all it was doing was turning the lights off, I'd, I'd just start to get really annoyed. Um, Cause one, I'm paying an electricity. What are you doing, ghost? Go get a ghost job. Go to fucking school or something. I mean, if you're in the afterlife and you can't fuck and you can't eat, I get it. You're bored turning on and off a light. But, like, what are you going to do? If you have malicious intent as a ghost, like, all you can do is appear and I freak out and then you disappear? It sounds like a real shit gig. Just saying. 
On the other oh, note, she learned to move objects. <laughs> she learned to move objects like like fucking Patrick Swayze, man. What the? I know. And then he starts throwing soda cans at you while you're sitting there watching <laughs> Pornhub or something. How do you know what I do? Listen, <laughs> I if he's throwing soda cans, he can start fucking folding laundry. Uh, or she, if they're in my house, or th- or they, maybe it's a trans ghost. I don't know. All I'm saying is this. Wait bull- till we talk about Abigail Adams. <laughs> oh shit! All right, let me let's talk about ghost of Abraham Lincoln. He's been reported to be seen in the Lincoln bedroom and the yellow oval room. So if he's in the bedroom, leave him alone. Dude probably didn't get a lot of sleep. He's probably just trying to sleep. If he's in there, whatever. I mean, there could be worse people to spend a night in a bedroom sleeping next to. I'm just saying. Grace Coolidge, Winston Churchill, Teddy Roosevelt, and others have all claimed to have seen Lincoln's ghost. Interesting. Fucking Winston Churchill. That guy is such a nerd. I love him. Such a nerd. Um, I. It's funny to think of him being like, oh, oh. Oh my God, I've seen Lincoln's ghost. Like in some UK, it was probably way more posh. I can't do that type of a UK accent, but I, I, I can just imagine him like nerdy Winston Churchill being like, oh, like a old 30s um, Looney Tune just getting creeped out by a top hat floating around. Uh, Lincoln supposedly also haunts his Springfield, Illinois home and law office. Now that's a long drive to get from fucking Washington DC to Illinois. You think he wants to move that fast? If See that's the other thing. If you can if you're a ghost and you can move that fast, that's cool. And that also to me makes me think I wonder if our pl- if as a ghost your your travel is that instantaneous. Like if your energy can you just appear in different spots where you were? Because if that's the case, my ass is going straight to Greece and shit. I can't eat if I'm a ghost. Well, maybe you can eat. Maybe you can like smell it. I just want to smell those euros again. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I would just walk in and try to spook everyone by going, Yamas! And then oh, a bunch man, of dude. bunch oh. of bunch of bunch of semen just dropping shots everywhere. Oh my god, we got spooked. I'm taking me malaka. Just like whisper it in their ear. Um, yeah, I guess so. You know, I'm I'm contradicting my point about being a ghost would be boring. It would be fun for like a little while to just creep people out, just like to spook them that way. All right. Anyways, what if you have multiple ghosts for the different times in your life, different eras that you. So, like, if we die, right, we're already gonna have a ghost in Greece, and then a, a ghost in Iceland, and a ghost in uh, Virginia and Cuba, wherever the hell we've all lived. Washington. Uh, shit. Yeah, you're right. That's interesting. Oh man. I mean, I or or everywhere, because who knows where we travel? I mean, when we're 50 and we go take Zanzizi to Europe and we're in fucking medieval UK and then I fall off a horse my ghost will be there too <clears throat> excuse me alright Grace Coolidge said she saw his apparition standing in the yellow oval room looking out the window Calvin Coolidge wife Calvin Coolidge one of history's 
lame fart presidents. Sort of. You know, I put on like spooky music and now it's playing like some of the lamest shit I've heard in a while. So I'm just going to switch this up real quick. Um, it's Abraham Lincoln saying this podcast sucks. <laughs> He's like, I don't like that. You know, we need Halloween themed music. Um, so, so basically, um, all these people were like, yeah, we see ghosts, man. I'm, I'm Teddy Roosevelt. This, that's Lincoln's ghost. Bully that. Um, Eleanor Roosevelt worked in the Lincoln bedroom and said she saw him on numerous occasions. Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands claimed she was in a bedroom and heard a knock at the door. Sounds like an old house, man. I'm sorry, Queen Wilhelmina. I don't know what you're used to in the Netherlands, okay? We don't have your weird black licorice salt shit here. So just go back there. Eat your damn fish. Knock it off. You're hearing shit. Got weird family trees over there, I bet. And that's okay. I'm No disrespect. Churchill was in the bathtub smoking a cigar, <laughs> enjoying some scotch. When he got out and walked into another room, he saw Abraham Lincoln standing by the fireplace and despite being startled said, Good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage. Lincoln then smiled and disappeared. See, that's cool to me. I mean, Churchill, he's probably fucking blasted if he's in the bathtub with a cigar and a scotch. So his well, that was different from Queen Wilhelmina, who uh, apparently fainted after she opened the door and saw Lincoln standing there with his stovepipe hat. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. You're right. I see it there. What the- that's just funny to me because when you were talking about churchill a couple minutes ago i was thinking of that quote that i it's it's all over just search the shit on the internet and that's the quote that he has and it just sounds so churchill you seem to have me at a disadvantage i can't do a fucking (laughs) i know i'm not gonna try you seem to have i i can hear the deep like you seem to have me at a disadvantage mr president and he's just got like his roly-poly like like when uh dane drank a ton and his broken like blood vessel-y cheeks he had it just i can see i can see that i can see his face just three shades of the wind with his scotch in his his uh his his veins looking at the president and that just sounds like a wistful romanticism that he would want to add to the struggle of what was going on with world war ii just gonna say but at the same time maybe it's true not discounting it folks both the roosevelt's ladder and um reagan's dogs would bark at what they presume was lincoln's ghosts uh ghost reagan's dog would stand at the door and bark at the lincoln bedroom as if someone were standing in there it's probably because his reagan's dog was confused as to why ronald reagan was fucking um, talking to <laughs> mounted fucking animals thinking that we were his wife. I mean, I'm sorry, no disrespect to Ronald Reagan, but he 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 lost he was in serious mental woes pretty pretty quickly um during his presidency. I'm just just saying. Um the dog probably was confused a lot of the time. 
having a dad as he had in the capacity yet. Just saying. Dogs mimic their owners. 1862 to 1863, Mary Todd Lincoln, grieving over her son Willie's death of typhoid fever in February, began to participate in spirit circles or at the White House and the uh, presidential cottage at the soldier's home. Spiritualism in the 1860s was wildly popular during the height of the Civil War. That's interesting. Can you imagine being in a Civil War seance? I mean, how are you going to follow up your day of sitting at the battlefield picnic watching the boys fight in Gettysburg you're going to go to a seance at night right I guess I don't know there's a there's an old grainy video back when like we still did shit on VHS uh, uh, Gettysburg and like I mean I this is the, this is the shit that I don't know like it's it's old technology so how I mean how can it be doctored I don't know but anyway um it, it's it's at Gettysburg, and apparently there's videos that you know they just like see apparitions of you know Civil War soldiers like walking around and shit. And I guarantee, I've been to, I guarantee, I've been to Gettysburg a couple times, and it's pretty overwhelming. Yes, but I have. I've never too. been there at night. I've been to Gettysburg. That was one of the few trips my dad took me on uh, my middle school year uh, years era ish. So I want to say seventh seventh grade because he he was one of the first people to just sit and just every time it was on we would watch uh civil war journal which was on the history channel and he would tape them to to vhs tapes and we would watch them and because he loved it and he's my dad i was like oh yeah i gotta know everything about the civil war and um Eventually, we watched like the that like TV movie slash movie. I think I'm not sure if it came out in theaters, but there was like a Gettysburg movie, and we watched the whole thing. It's like five hours long, and then he took me there, and it's that's the thing you hear the most about Gettysburg is that it's straight haunted, and uh, you felt what were you that. Gonna say before what you were going to say, you guarantee something before. Oh, about, sh- about, about what the- you were saying. Yeah. Oh, I, I said I was gonna say I guarantee that it's probably very haunted. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, no no, for real. But yeah, it, it's 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 got it I I mean it's not necessarily a creepy vibe. It's like a a times past kind of like like DC feels like a swamp to me. Like a maze swamp a swamp maze. It's just a nicely polished swamp maze. And then Gettysburg felt like when you go back home to your old schools and you're like in your 30s and you're like, everything changed here. Like this is a place that hasn't quite moved on. And like you see all those things from the past, but then there's like some sort of like I don't know, wallpaper taped on or like a picture or something. Some things have slightly changed, if that makes any sense. Um, right. So spiritualism was wildly power, uh, popular during the height of the Civil War as families sought comfort for the loss of loved ones. Spiritualism expanded so rapidly during and after the Civil War because it offered grieving survivors closure that the war had denied them. So we're talking about Mary Todd Lincoln here. Throughout her life, she suffered an immense 
amount of loss, including her mother at a young age, three out of four of her children, and the assassination of her husband before her very eyes. Mary Todd was introduced to the Lorries, who were a well-known group of mediums. They held as many as eight seances in the Red Room of the White House, and Abraham Lincoln attended a few. She said that Willie came to her every night and stood at the foot of the bed, and sometimes he would bring his younger brother, Eddie. Ooh. In 1870, Mary Todd Lincoln secretly visited William H. Mumler, a self-proclaimed spirit photographer, despite the fact that he was accused of fraud. <laughs> the former first lady requested to be photographed with her late husband. Wow. There's a picture of this I'll, I'll post on the Instagram. Mary- yeah, so this was a thing in, in like the Civil War era and shortly after spirit photography. And I want to read more about it at a later date, but this popped up. And so there was all these spirit photographers where they would take pictures of people and they would like have their loved one like as a shadow or something behind them with their arms around them or just like whatever. Wow. And a lot of them, a lot of them uh, basically got caught like doing double exposures and shit like that. So <clears throat> I was like, you know, everything's being, I guess they would, uh, some of these guys would like break into homes and like steal the rare, you know, there was people had photographs as their only photograph, you know, of that particular thing. So like they would steal these pictures, you know, and then just like scam these people into thinking that uh, they would take their picture and then like, you know, expose it uh, with the other picture. And, you know, I, I'm not a photographer. I'm not going to try to explain that. But anyway, no, I get anybody who's seen it, like double exposure is a thing. You it can was do it. Photoshop of the 1870s. Right. Which. I mean, as soon as it's innovation happens when there's a need and or people can swindle you and it happens fast. So I'm not surprised. I'm also not surprised that, you know, seances were a big deal because a lot of those have been dubbed as fakes. And Harry Houdini was his whole life was towards the end half was about like basically making a mockery of of these so-called spirit talking swindlers and uh that's a future episode too harry houdini is fascinating um mary used a pseudonym when she scheduled this so mumler apparently did not know who she was which gives credibility to the photo being real according to the source the photo has never been proved to be fake willie lincoln has also been reported to be a presence in the hot white in the white house both staff members of the grant administration and LBJ, Lyndon Big Balls Johnson, daughter, Linda, have said they saw him. Interesting. 1911. Yeah, so oh, go that, ahead. Sorry, that bullet got misplaced. But yeah, no. uh, so Mary Todd had claimed that he always came to her at night and stuff. But then there was other sightings of Willie Lincoln there as well. He was only like 12 or 14 or something like that when he died. And he died in the White House. Wow. God, you know, Mary Todd Lincoln, I feel really bad for her. In in the story of histories um, uh, of people from history, she has definitely had one. She had one of the saddest stories. And because even Lincoln, um, before he met uh, Mary, he was supposedly in love with a girl who was betrothed to another. And uh, his back in his home home state and like 
that never fully f- found its way out. But like, there's a whole like romantic notion of like this sidetrack that Lincoln could have went down, but he didn't. And thankfully so, because he was exactly who, he's the type of president we need in a time of crisis. And uh, hopefully, one day we'll have somebody of the same ilk. Uh, night. So, so hold on before you move on. I just got to say one thing before we move off the Lincolns, right? So uh, we just did the episode on the Donner Party. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you came across this, but so you just said something uh, that he could have went down another life, right? So mm-hmm. James Reed, the guy who kind of put together the Donner Party in mm-hmm. Springfield, Illinois. That's true. Was uh, not partners, but they were business associates, <clears throat> James Reed and Abraham Lincoln. And wow. Abraham Lincoln was supposed to go with the Donner Party. What? Yeah, dude. <clears throat> it's on the internet. It's got to be true. <laughs> I was trying to find the spooky button. Uh, that's that's some crazy ter- shit. Yeah. I mean, they I had mean, Abraham so- Lincoln Vampire Hunter, but we could have had Abraham Lincoln Mommy Eater or whatever. That's crazy. Holy shit. You just blew my mind. That's a that was worth the price of sitting through this episode and hearing me burp LaCroix. 1911. Well, one little known spirit is the unidentified 15-year-old boy called the thing that greatly frightened the Taft domestic staff in 1911. I'm sorry. I just laugh at Taft cuz I just picture a bison like burgling around the White House bumping into shit. President uh, President Taft's <laughs> military aide, Major Archibald Butt. <laughs> Don't what? you remember we talked about him in the Teddy Roosevelt one? Yeah, the bison. <laughs> he just clogs up the fucking White House outhouse, makes it a brown house, dropping Taft's left and right. Um, Major Archibald Butt, which is a real name, and you know it's real because that is absurd. Wrote to his sister Clara, the ghost, it seems, is a young boy about 14 or 15 years old. Dot, dot, dot. They say that the first knowledge one has of the presence of the thing is a slight pressure on the shoulder, as if someone were leaning over your shoulder to see what you might be doing. Yeah, it's a 14 year old boy. You ever seen how annoying boys are, young boys? Yeah, of course they're looking over your shoulder. They want to see what you're doing. Are you playing? Are you are you on the iPad? Give it to, give it here. I want to play Roblox. Come on. Leave the thing alone. Give him a fucking Nintendo and some fucking Cheetos. He'll be fine. President Taft ordered Butt to tell the White House staff that the first member to repeat stories about the thing would be fired. <laughs> Come on, man. He didn't want the word to get out. I mean, that's not that big of a deal. That's fun stuff. That gets them talking at the water cooler. At least they're not talking about the 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 fucking Senate having a filibuster or whatever bullshit that was probably going on under Taft's administration. I know Roosevelt wasn't a big fan of Taft after because he wasn't the bull moose that Taft wa- or sorry that Roosevelt was. <laughs> All right. British fire. When I, when I hold on before we go, go ahead. the thing obviously, uh, I, I when I put that bullet in there, I was thinking of you because um, 
I mean, this is early 1900s, and this uh, kid is called The Thing, but it's also a horror movie, which happens to be one of your favorite horror movies of all True. time. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, if you want to watch, uh, uh, and oddly enough, we bring him up every time, it seems. Dane was the one who got me into that because he had that John Carpenter collection on DVD, and that's how I found that movie. And ever since I watched it in his room from then, I've watched it literally every Halloween. You got Kurt That's Russell dumping J and B into a fucking chess machine because it's cheating, bitch. And you got Wilford Brimley losing his goddamn oatmeal mind. It wanted to be us. You got character actors. You got Keith David poking around. I mean, come on. If you haven't seen the thing, I'm not. I won't spoil anything. Watch it. It's great. Thank you for bringing that up. So. Anyway, we know about Taft's bullshit. And then, so, British Firestarter from 1814 was seen in the Truman White House after its renovations trying to start a bed on fire. Did he start the fire of 1929 during the Hoover administration? <laughs> That's an interesting bullet point. <laughs> yeah, so that was... A, it's funny you just read my bullets. I, I, was, I was questioning myself. There was a big... <laughs> There was a big fire, <clears throat> and there was a big fire in 1929, right? Yeah. And and uh, during the Herbert Hoover administration, um, not the inventor of vacuums, um, mm -hmm. but yeah. So he, uh, there was a big fire there, and uh, this Truman thing was obviously in the either well, they weren't in the White House until '52, so. It was in the 50s, so 20-something years before that, uh, there was a big fire. And so I was just trying to make a connection between the two. Did, did this apparent uh, British soldier who, you know, set flames to the White House in 1814. Now I'm uh, thinking. Just, just like in perpetuity, just trying to burn the White House down. <laughs> like, this fucking thing, it won't light. Well, I was thinking about a funny version of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire, but it's like during the Civil War. Or it's like from the revolution on to like into the 19th century. So it'd be, you know, Boston Tea Party and maybe John Adams is a revolutionist. There's some bad shit. Here we go. 1812. Now it's time. You know, like something like, <laughs> like that. And you just got, you got Indians dancing in the background to it. Well, there's like a guy with a powdered wig playing Billy Joel on the fucking piano. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we didn't start the fire. Uh, they tried to tax us too much, so we came over here. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying... Uh, so Andrew Jackson is reportedly roaming the White House where he grunts and yells a lot. <laughs> I just love that uh, picture. Old Hickory just barking orders at people. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, the, this is the shit that's reported. There's not a whole lot of information in all these ghost sightings in the White House, but... Uh, just Dude, summar we, summarizing each one, this is just kind of what what's out there. No, I I mean, we we don't have the fundage as a as a new podcast in our first season 
to go to the White House and do like a investigation discovery style like breakdown of all this stuff. It's fascinating. It totally is. I mean, again, we we started the episode by saying how much we actually really believed in ghosts. And, uh, you know, for the fact of um, Andrew Jackson (laughs) running around yelling at people is kind of hilarious again to me. Um, But also probably scary as shit, especially if you're there alone. Uh, Mary Todd Lincoln said she heard him stomping and swearing, perhaps reliving the 1829 inauguration party where thousands of people essentially trashed the White House. Indeed. Um, I'm sure he was, he regretted that inauguration party. Um, But Mary Todd Lincoln, I would, I would, I would think that like, she probably heard a lot of yelling in her day and she was probably doing quite a bit of yelling. You know, what's really fascinating. And I, any history buffs out there who want to take a real good deep dive because we will do an episode on him. Robert Todd Lincoln, uh, Lincoln's son is a fascinating story. Uh, he lived perpetually in his father's shadow, but he was a good man overall. I will say there should be a movie about his life Truly, because that perspective, being Lincoln's son, and going through that, and his the way he saw, and like when he went to military, or I'm sorry, when he went to school, and his life afterward in politics, and how they were really pushing to try to get him to run at certain points. I mean, his story is inst- infinitely fascinating. Check it out. Um, David Burns, as we mentioned, the uh, owner of the grounds there. Original owner uh, has been reported to be present in the White House at times announcing who he is. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm David Burns. I owned this. Does anybody care? Andrew. Ah, Indians. Ah. That's probably what Andrew Jackson was yelling. But yes, I guess David Burns could say, you know... <laughs> I, yeah, there's not a whole lot on it, but that's that's uh, I because when I first started reading, like, how do they know it's him? And apparently, he the people have heard him say, "I am David Burns," <laughs> like screaming it out and as a ghost. Like, I, I don't know. That's just funny shit to me. I, it's it's funny because it's like, okay, we get it, David. You owned the place before, but there's been some other owners, buddy. Okay. Calm down. Slow your roll, brother. A demonic cat of the White House has been seen multiple times. Actually, I've heard about, um, I think it, and I'm looking through your notes here. I I think the name was, the capital cat was the nickname. Because unless it was like, unless it was at a different spot in, in the, because um, there, Long story short, what I'm getting at is that I did I listened to a uh, a documentary at, or watched a documentary at some point talking about ghosts and they definitely hit on because cats like ghost cats come up quite a bit like more than you would think like you, we could do a whole episode on the history of that but like uh, there was this <laughs> I just I I have this picture of this I, in my head I just picture when I think capital cat I just see a cat with a top hat and a monocle so when they say like a a demon cat 
of the White House has been seen multiple times throughout the years. It looks like a friendly cat, but as soon as you get close, it turns into a hellcat with snarly teeth. Um, yeah, so I, this is one of the one where I got a couple more notes that, that okay. are on your copy, so I'll, I'll read through mine real quick. Yeah, go ahead. So it, it's a... It's uh, it was first reported in 1862. Again, everything is stemming back to like the civil war years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Civil War era. So it was first reported in 1862. It's not exclusive to the White House. It's reported to have been seen in other government buildings around the uh, around the mall around the DC area. Okay. Um, it quickly expands to the size of an elephant as you get closer. Holy shit! So it's a it dinosaur looks like a cat. cat. But then you get closer and it turns into this massive thing that uh, apparently has really bright eyes like a headlight. Oh, so, cool. Uh, snarly teeth, headlight eyes, growling the size of an elephant. And apparently it uh, it precipitates bad events. So it was reportedly seen just before the 1929 stock market crash. And it was uh, next seen uh, right before... JFK got assassinated in 1963. It was that Lyndon B. Johnson was going out to take a piss and he just saw it, saw a cat and it turned into an elephant and <laughs> David Burns was like, I'm David Burns! And everybody's <laughs> like, fuck, something bad's gonna happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's crazy. You think about how many drugs people have probably done in the White House. That's that that would be a staggering dr- statistic to know. I bet everybody's like, because if you because you're Lenny Kravitz and you're there and you're just like, yeah, yeah, I'm Lenny Kravitz. I'm gonna go do a bump in the White House. I'm sorry, I get it. It's kind of cool. Does it's that historic. actually happen? Like, who? No, I'm just speculating how many people have probably done some you fucking... You just yanked Lenny Kravitz <laughs> out of the fucking air. I'm trying to figure out how he came about. Like, what? Is that a real story, or did you just, like, think of the most random-ass celebrity I did. you possibly could? I definitely did. American woman, <laughs> let's do a bump in the yellow oval office, a ceiling in Big Balls Johnson. Uh, but yes, so you're a big cat guy. I do. I love cats. I, I'm, I've always, I always had a cat my whole life and, um, they're cool. I mean, they, I, I feel like cats are cool just because you don't really have to think about them as hard and they just chill. I mean, the only thing my cat does is, is like most cats be like, where the fuck's the food? But like, other than that, we just chill. (laughs) Bless me. Um, I can't believe, though, how many different types of... I mean, like a British guy trying to start a fire. Andrew Jackson, the the original owner, just some no-name weird guy. And a fucking cat elephant. Cattlefant. Abigail Adams has been reportedly seen multiple times doing laundry. Smell of lavender and wet clothes often accompanies these sightings. You know, it's got to suck to live your whole life washing John Adams' fucking dirty dungaroos and then have to do it in the afterlife. I would be pissed if I was her. Especially because you know that man was streaking. He was too busy to fucking wipe properly because he was running to and fro to Congress and 
back and forth and telling Benjamin Franklin to stop having sex with French ballerinas. It's tough. And when you're doing, making a lot of policies, you probably sweat up your, your dungarees. So, Dolly Madison, which we kind of hint on Dolly, she was a, is responsible for planning the initial Rose Garden during the Wilson administration. First Lady Edith had planned to have workers move the Rose Garden to a new location. However, Dolly's ghost showed up and she was pissed. The two workers reportedly ran off screaming in terror. Her and James moved into the Octagon House after the White House was burned down. There have been mysterious deaths in the Octagon House in two separate incidents. Women fell from the staircase and died. Interesting. Bells rang off once when no one was inside. Screams and groans have been reported coming from the house. I don't understand um, when people, they, the Octagon House, is that just the name because that was the shape? I believe so. Oh, I yeah. actually, I don't know, I don't know much about this Octagon House. Um, it's where they, uh, it's where they stayed, basically, um, when the, when the White House got burned down. Interesting. Right, they, were, they were in the White House when the War of 1812 happened, and then when it got burned down, they had nowhere to go. So they, the Octagon House is where they went. But the 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 Rose Garden, um, apparently this is like the most terrifying ghost story of the White House, mm-hmm. of all the shit that we've got, read through already. Um, yeah, I guess she put the Rose Garden there initially, and... Um, Woodrow Wilson's wife wanted to move it and so there were some like gardeners out there and they went out there to like move the rose garden and apparently uh, her ghost came out and was screaming at them like don't fuck with my rose garden so that, they, like, I mean if, if you think about it so say in your life you have your man cave and that's the place you decompress after a long work week or you have your your backyard where you like to sit out, smoke a J, watch the sun go down and somebody decides they want to build a fucking a, a dairy queen <laughs> right there. You're like, no, no, I don't think so. So I get that energy being spent by the the spirit especially if it's 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 a presidential rose garden but unfortunately everything moves around and i i guess the one of the i remember reading this in like a serial killer document or like a book or something like that they were talking about specifically like i think it was like hh holmes's Office where it was in the pharmacy is now in edible edible arrangements, which is like a famous serial killer. But like everything's gonna turn into a Starbucks eventually, so might as well just get used to it, Dolly. Sorry. Um, Annie Sura. Well, fun fact: apparent apparently the Rose Garden is still in the same location as it was when it was when it was uh, first established. So it's it's never moved. I guess no one tried to move it after this incident. Uh, I get it. They're too scared of Dolly Madison's spirit screaming at them. So you got Abigail Adams doing laundry inside, Dolly Madison looking over her flowers, Andrew Jackson yelling and screaming about about fucking bullshit, 1829. 
<laughs> Lincoln's yeah. upstairs looking out the window. He's just like coyly smiling at Winston Churchill, all fucking drunk and covered in fucking suds from stepping out of the tub. You got a cat elephant running around. It's crazy. And then you've got Annie Surratt who knocks at the front doors of the White House pleading for her mother, Mary Surratt, who was part of John Wilkes Booth's party to not be hanged. She was hanged a couple months after Lincoln's assassination. Shouldn't be part of that group, you know? If, 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 you're, if you're friends with some actors and they're planning some sort of weird coup assassination, get out of there. Join a knitting circle. Hell, try wine and painting, one of those things. Spice it up, folks. Get out of those things. Just saying. That's what Rad Dad says. And last but certainly not least, William Henry Harrison is locked in the attic, apparently. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Henry Harrison, other than the fact that he's stuck in the attic and he likes to roam around up there. Who is William Henry Harrison? Uh, he was president. Um, William, uh, Bill, Bill Harrison, old should, Bill you Harrison. Should know, you should know some about him. We talked about him quite a bit in the war. I, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. He led the, he led the first. Uh, first battles oh you're right he was president holy shit i completely like i i slept on this william henry harrison as it turns out he was an american military officer and politician who served as the ninth president of the united states harrison died just 31 days after his inauguration as president in 1841 making his presidency the shortest in u.s history so there you go folks that's fascinating and on top of that he's Locked in the attic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sucks. So the, short- mean, it's a, the shortest job of all time. And then he's just like in time out in the attic for eternity. That's horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's terrible. And I feel really bad for, for somebody to get locked away like that. But and it's just, that's a... That's it. That that you got the fuck. You drew the short straw there, Mister Harrison. Sorry. But yeah, that's it, folks. That's your White House Ghosts episode, curated by yours, your your yours and my's bestest bud in the universe, Danger Zone. That was fun. Yeah, I mean it's a sh- it's a short episode, and it's uh, but this is this is fun just going through this list and uh just researching some of this stuff really quickly no it's go ahead just like, no, yeah. I, no I just uh, you know just talking about some of these characters that, that have either seen a ghost or the ghost themselves it's just like it's a comedy show yeah um, I mean just, I can't I can't even pretend to not laugh at William Taft bumbling around a, the office or you know it, it, Again, I'm just too old to be as scared of things as I used to be. And if I'm not laughing, then I'm fucking just trying to beat beat myself up for not doing s- certain things during the day. So it's like, 
all this stuff is fascinating to me. I think being there would be would be even more interesting, like seeing the supposed attic for the White House. I can't imagine what kind of weird bullshit you would find up there, like knickknacks and stuff that people left behind. Um, or even in the basement. I mean, who knows? Maybe there's some aliens down there just fucking making a new iPhone with... Yeah, I mean, just the, like the, the age of the house and the size of it... <clears throat> I don't care how many employees the White House has. I don't think that they can cover every single square inch of what's existed at some point. Um, you know, even in the house that I grew up in, I told you uh, it was a very old uh, old house, and it was in a town that's very uh, well-known for its abolitionists. Uh, there was a door in our basement that was an entrance for the Underground Railroad. Wow. Um, there were, there's, there's, like, this old cistern. In the basement, um, you know, I don't know how the hell that house is still standing. I mean, if you could see the basement in the house I grew up in, it's crazy. It's not—it's a cellar. It's a—it's like a dungeon. But yeah, I mean, there's there's shit that probably I never discovered, and I lived there my entire you know childhood. <clears throat> so for the White House being such a, a massive um, estate, and all the people that have been in and out of it over the last two hundred plus years. Like, there's got to be stuff all over the place that's never been discovered. Little secrets here and there. Um, yeah, I would. it would be fun to pull, like, a straight Nicolas Cage national treasure, like, search through, like, have unfiltered, like, top secret access to those, those areas and just wander about and, like, be able to see, like, what's in this folder here? This one that's got a flying saucer on the cover or... This one that's got a picture of Bigfoot on the cover, or this one that says, like, you know, the final words of Nixon or whatever, like, all the crazy shit you could find in in, in, in the history of, of a place like that. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, like most people, we all leave behind traces of ourselves in everything we do, like, whether it's, like, you know conversation or writing or in audio form which is here today um but i think overall in this era in this area of the year i tend to like to to have the fun spooky stories so this was a fun little treat to just go back and revisit in some ways some of our episodes but also talk about all the i'm sure relatively real haunts that happen in that area is there um is there a a, like any really super spooky like haunted tours or anything nearby where you live in upstate new yorkish you know i'm i'm sure there's i'm sure there's things that that exist around here um i mean we've covered some some of the episodes i mean there's been a lot of battles here you know in the early days of the revolutionary war and like going into the war of 1812 and all of course all the native american you know stuff that happened in in this area i'm sure there's a bunch of stuff but i i've never been on anything around here um everything's old up here i i'm sure it's i mean i've only been to your area once but there's there's a ghost 
there's a ghost tour here. Uh, in yeah. fact, recently when I walked down one of the streets, I saw some houses from like 1850s, 1860s, because uh, they have this thing called like Heritage Hill and the houses in that area, they have like plaques on the front that actually say the year they were built. Um, so Yeah, we you, have a ton of those historic monument things around here too, same thing. Everything's old as shit around here. Yeah, and that, that stuff is super fascinating. Like I love to see that. And it's, it kind of, again, it, it, it doesn't necessarily make me spooked, but I do like, um, I, I have noticed there's been some Heritage Hill haunting tours that they have, or, you know, I went to Salem, Massachusetts a long time ago and was able to do, um, see the Salem Witch Trials Museum and then see the, um, go on a ghost tour there. I mean, most of it was just kind of like, you know, people were trying to, at the time we had, we still had people who had Polaroid cameras they could take and they were trying to snap goof, goofy ghost pics in the cemetery. It was cool. I mean, I just, again, I, unless I saw a cat that turned into a fucking one of those big cats from like He-Man, I would, I mean, that would be creepy, but I would just be like, what the fuck? I feel like you you caught a demonic cat on your camera outside. You showed me the video. We don't have to talk about that. Oh, the one where I scream, or, and I'm like, nope. Yeah, you I noped hear, out. I, I hear the scream, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll admit it. I didn't know what a fox sounded like, but they sound fucking horrible. Especially and- when they're fucking... Probably. You know what I would think, too, is possible? If they can make some really crazy, like, feral noises, imagine them, like, in a, a shit ton of pain, you know? If they're trying to ward off people from eating them or whatever out in the wild, I'm sure they yeah. could make some ungodly, creepy shit noises. They sound terrifying, and it yeah. was it's so weird because, like, like, I grew up in this area. Like, there's foxes all over, but I never heard one. I seen them, obviously, but I never heard one. And that night, I was walking out, and it's just like right after I put cameras around my house and this thing is just like <laughs> like out in the woods and it was dark and I was like nope, nope. And it was all it was all caught on camera that's a great video everybody loves it it's that hilarious because you just did a whole like I mean that's our reaction to just about I mean essentially me and you were kind of like a mix of shaggy and um it, <laughs> As far as like the the mystery crew from from Scooby Doo, um, of Shaggy and Fred, if you will, uh, I think initially we're both just kind of like, whoa, that's cool, but then also kind of like, I don't know, who knows? Yeah. World's full of fucking crazy shit and all, all the drama we can deal with on the regular. Anyway, we'll get through it. And we'll get through it with a fucking joke and a smoke. So, anyways, folks, I just wanted to say thanks for checking out the show. Please rate and review. Join the Discord. Link in the description. Check out the video on YouTube, Zanzizi Podcast, at YouTube.com. Or maybe that's flipped. YouTube.com slash Zanzizi Podcast. It's in the link in the description. If you need to find it, click it. Uh, You have anything else you want to say, Bubba? 
no, man, I think I'm going to go try to find another spooky movie. Been been trying. I think we got three under our belts so far, and it's the 18th. We're slacking a little bit. I watched 1922 last night. Was that good? Um, it was okay. It, it, it was okay. That means yeah, it's Steve, okay, folks. Stephen King's kind of a hit and miss for me. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was a good story. Um, the ending got a little goofy. The uh, the lead up to everything was, was great. I was... I was really in, into it, and then the second half kind of like lost me. And then it, I don't know. It was okay. We watched Sick the other night. Have you seen that yet? Mm-mm. That's a modern. Uh, it has. It takes place during COVID. Oh, interesting. And, uh, it's no. a slasher. It's a slasher movie. I've been watching The Fall of the House of Usher. Um, about halfway through. It's good. It's a. It's no, a kind of. It's Edgar Allan Poe. But like modern, it's good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I saw that the other night. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was gonna check that out. Yeah, I'd recommend it. You, you will like it. I think it's like a. He helps himself like a murder or something. Well, it's like a a family is, uh, like a big. There's this big family who's part of like the pharmaceutical industry, and the U.S. government is taking them to task in court. And the main guy is Roderick Usher, and his family is, like. It's about their. It's about the family and like the. It's a horror show and it's based on Edgar Allan Poe. So they weave all these storylines in. It's really good. I don't want to spoil it too much for anybody who wants to watch it or yourself. So, check it out. But that's been your episode, folks. We will see you next week. Have a good one. This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.